Good Monday afternoon to you, family. This is Chris. You are listening and or will be watching at a later date. Uh, Encouraging Your Spirit podcast, Monday devotionals. We are back. We've been on uh, hiatus for vacation, work, travel, life and lifing. And today we're back with a brand new episode. Get my notes here. What's our scripture today? I hope when you have time, you'll turn with me or read it when you can. We're looking at Psalms 3418. And if you wonder what we're going to be talking about, Today's title is What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. Write that down. This scripture, uh, 3418, Psalms 3418, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In case you're wondering how, why we're, you know, dealing with that, it's because for the past couple of weeks I've been thinking about the concept, the idea of being brokenhearted. Like, what does that mean when people, uh, spirits are crushed it's, it's, uh, or they're brokenhearted? Brokenhearted means overwhelmed by grief or disappointment. And that's from the uh, dictionary. The background and writing of Psalm 34 is actually an experience in which David uh, reflects on a tough situation with uh, King Ahimelech. Uh, he, David pretended to be mentally unstable, and it is believed this is the incident that's referred to at the beginning of Psalm, which actually occurs in 1 Samuel 21 when the king is named Achish. David was in a tight spot, and verse 11 tells us what happened when David met the king's men. But the servants, Achish said to him, isn't this the David, the king of the land? Isn't he the one they sing about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Verse 12 tells us how David responded. David took uh, those words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, king of Gath. So he pretended to be insane in their presence. And while he was in their hands, he acted like a madman, making marks on doors of the gate and letting saliva run down his beard. Before this happens, it's interesting to see how this chapter opens. Because David had gone to Nob to Ahimelech, the the priest. And Ahimelech trembled when he met him and said, why? And asked, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? David was on alone on a mission. Further in this chapter, we read that David had run out quickly and did not have a weapon. And it seems David was fearful when caught without anyone or anything to help him escape. In this verse, and that was basically the background of, uh, of the scripture, where it came from, who wrote it, what's the context, the who, what, where, when, and why is always important. In this verse, David is writing, in this case we've forgotten what our verse is, the Lord is close to the broken heart and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In this verse, David is writing how God understands our feelings, helps us bear the burden of sorrow. David was experiencing sorrow at this time. And David, though, when you read, you know, various Psalms, David is familiar with suffering and consistent in hope because, you know, we're always interested, or at least I'm always interested in patterns. And the pattern is when you read the Psalms, you'll, you become familiar with it. And so what you'll notice in some of the Psalms is that David expresses struggles, makes a request, and ends with the choice to trust God. I'll say that again. David expresses struggle, makes a request, and ends with a choice to trust God. Within the context of Psalms, some of the Psalms focus on lament, which means, you know, you're in your grief. You're expressing your displeasure. You're expressing what your struggle is, expressing why you're sad. 
and lament means to grieve the loss of something or someone and then some psalms focus on praise but many combine the two and the point of, of all of that is that god our spirit deeply cares for our pain think about it this way it has been said that prayer is the place of burdens changing shoulders meaning abba spirit god can bear our burdens meet you us when we're brokenhearted and crushed in spirit also think about it uh, this way in the context of the new testament remember the the scripture when when jesus uh, knew that his friend lazarus had died jesus went to the home of lazarus's grieving sisters and saw Mary's tears and was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Jesus also wept when approaching the tomb. And it's important to note that Jesus experienced all of this while simultaneously knowing that he would raise his friend uh, Lazarus from the dead. What's my point? More than one thing can be true at the same time. Three, or in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus felt crushed. In spirit and in pain and what's the point of all of this what does this mean for our life today a week ago I was in Minnesota for a work conference and had two uh, friends who were experiencing uh, grief loss brokenheartedness one is experiencing the grief of her mom passing away the other experienced the grief of his child passing away i confess wholeheartedly i have zero and i confessed to them when we had you know conversation and I, now i'm sharing the full conversation i'm just bringing it up because uh, it relates i have zero experience um to relate to their pain and i think that's important to know because you always hear me say here on the podcast that it is our skills our hard abilities our personal experiences our stories our voice matter and yet i also think when we're thinking about our relationship to people and people open up to us or you you know them or whatever you're going to share some ideas sometimes it's not always helpful if if you're sharing and you have zero knowledge of what they're experiencing so me saying that yes it's true i've lost people the fact that it isn't the same people that they've lost matters. And it's also important to know that even if I had the, the grief, the loss, the steps, the things that I experienced, it's not always apples to apples. And I think we need to have a real conversation about that when we're, we're seeking to comfort people or seeking to just to hold space for people. How are we holding space to people? Not to people. How are we holding space for people? That is equally important. I don't mean that level of importance in the sense of you saying that you use that as a reason, as justification not to reach out, not to be there. I'm just saying be cognizant of all of that in the background of when you're trying to be a friend, be of support. Think about those things. Why is that important? Because every single thing is a relational experience. The level of intimacy and interconnectedness can vary, but it's still a relationship. Note that. Write that down. Okay? So back to my point. So I was telling you I had zero um, current or past experiences to relate to their pain. I also know that the waves of grief and loss and disappointment are not universal. Yet it is also true that we all experience difficult seasons, loss, and grief in our life. These things, times, circumstances, experiences can feel, make us feel like there's nothing left to give. Like we are emptied and dried out. 
It is also true that sometimes it, it these experiences, the circumstances, the, the loss, the disappointment, it can be um, difficult to find experience and or experience encouragement empowerment in these moments because loss grief mourning can be heavy and the pain in itself can be excruciating and i personally remain uncertain if it's because grief comes in waves the and or the length of time for mourning and grieving is very and i think it's unfair and, and not necessarily right if we're going to use the word right to say how long you get to grieve because if you say it you, you say it that's your feeling if you're weighted down by grief that's that's something that, that that's real and valid and i always want to say you know i hold space and, and honor people's experiences and it's valid if that's what you feel that's what you feel i'm not going to try to talk you out of what it is that a person feels and i don't think it's our place in the body of christ or just in general in life when people say that's what they feel let's not try to say you don't feel that or try to hurry up and, and offer them some positivity because in that action while that might be well intentioned sometimes it doesn't come across as meaningful or allowing connection in many cases doing that and trying to offer a quick positivity can shut down the sharing or can make them feel like you're not even gonna allow me to get out what it is that I'm trying to say in this moment whether and that's you know whatever people are experiencing just 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 sharing out notes from the field so ultimately I think though what I'm trying to tell you today and what it means for our life is overwhelmingly I believe and know wholeheartedly the spirit of God sees our weary and worn selves, our brokenhearted selves, the self of us that is experiencing loss and displeasure and grief and disappointment. Yet what is also true in the moments and period is that God hears us and is near. And I think that in itself can be a challenge for us to really think about how near is God when I'm experiencing this level of grief because our spirits are crushed and because when we when, when our spirits are crushed and we're brokenhearted sometimes we can also feel isolated and alone or because how do you rectify the brokenhearted experience and crushed in spirit how do you do that when especially if a person is, is no longer here on this side of the earth it's not like you're gonna experience some release of revival or uh, anything related to that that person is no longer here so what do you do in those cases and I'm not saying this or what do you do in those cases when it's not a loss of life a loss of something and that can't necessarily be resurrected how do you deal with that what does that mean I think all of those things are valid in the experience of talking about the nearness of God because sometimes we have this expectation that if I'm telling you that you know Abba is near that means resolution and I think we have to expand our mind and our consciousness to really think about what resolution means and will look like and manifest itself when our spirits and our hearts are brokenhearted and it's also not true that we're alone because we're never alone and I think also what's true in those moments is oftentimes when we're in those experiences of brokenhearted and crushed spirits we're often wondering what exactly is God's spirit Abba doing about our broken spirit? Yet the truth for today is and will always be that God's spirit Abba does not run from our broken hearted spirits. In the midst of whatever hurts 
and heartbreaks and, and are disrupting our peace, I pray that we will see Abba coming in faith, calm and trusting. That we will remember that we don't have to be anxious for anything because we know that he sees us or spirit sees us. That spirit is for us. God is for us and with us and near. And me, you, us are safe. And those were just some thoughts I was thinking about when I was thinking about the concept, the idea of uh, what becomes a brokenhearted Christian spirit. Because I think many people in in life, uh, in, the, in seasons, uh, in variety, can experience times in their life where they're brokenhearted and their spirit is crushed. And it's a real experience. Sometimes it can feel isolated. Uh, I'm trying to say out. Isolating, we'll just go with that because the other word I was thinking is not coming. Um, we'll, we'll feel isolated, and those, and those are a varied experience, so we'll just feel down and we'll just want to snap out of it. And that's why, you know, sometimes it's that experience of going through. And I love it how I think it's Lisa Turkhurst had said in one of her uh, books, Is it it's not supposed to be this way? Um, she writes about how we can feel that God's presence is with us even when we can't feel it because I think sometimes we try to rely heavily on our feelings and if we don't feel it then we say mm, and that's why I often think you know feelings are what they are just because you can't feel God doesn't mean that God isn't real or that God isn't close or that God isn't near I think we have to always think about those things or, or just think about and hold space for people who are experiencing um, brokenhearted spirits and crushed and, and the fact that loss and what loss means and how little loss looks and the time for healing in that process is varied for person to person and just be supportive to people but also learning how can you be supportive to people sometimes it's asking you know a person that's, that's going through a loss of any type what can i do for you in this moment to provide support to you because the answer to that will completely vary from person to person it really depends on what they need and what they feel and what they're thinking in that moment but you can still ask the question you can still pray you can still hold space for them you can use the skills that you have the, the kindness, the compassion, and the grace that you have to provide comfort. Yet in the terms of this scripture, we're talking about the Lord providing um, a balm, a soothing comfort. Yet the part that I'm talking about is what me, you, us, the people part in our relationship to others. If you know other people have confided in you or you find out and you have some level of relationship with them, how you can uh, soothe their mind, heart, and spirit. And I think it's two parts, personally. I think it's the part that Abba plays always in our life, but the other part is our interactions with other people. That's equally as important. And I just wanted you to think about those things. All right? That's what we have, what becomes of the brokenhearted. I hope something has been said that makes you reflect deeply, that gives you something to encourage your, your mind, your heart, and spirit, and that you know that you, me, us are never, never alone. Let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for blessing us to see it. We pray for all of the people all over that may hear these hear this podcast or not or just period in the world that may be experiencing crushed spirit and broken heartedness 
we know that you're the God that hears us, that sees us, that delights in us. We ask that you provide comfort, strength, salve for their broken spirit, that you strengthen them, that you help us, your hands and your feet, those that we interact with, those that we know that are going through this experience or whether we or however we find out about it, that you show us how to be of comfort, that you show us how to stand in the gap and to provide strength, balm, listening, ear, love, support, hug, whatever is needed. Help us provide that and to be sensitive to the needs of others that are around us. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love that is infinite. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all I got. I hope, like I said, what is said uh, today encourages, empowers, educates your mind, heart, and spirit. You be blessed. Thank you for taking time to tune in to Encouraging Your Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Peace. Y'all have a great day.